Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Welcome back to another episode of Love Your Life Podcast. You are listening to episode 54, in which we are talking about the phases of your cycle. And we're diving deep into this topic so that you can have a better understanding of your cycle. If you don't know already, I am a hormonal health coach. So this is something that I'm super passionate about educating women about their bodies and the various different phases of your cycle. Many of us only think about the time in which we are bleeding and we don't really think about all the other phases. Did you actually know, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit in this podcast, but that most women have around a 28-day cycle and that the moon has a 29-day cycle. So even if your cycle is not 28 days, a little bit shorter, a little bit longer, or you have no longer going through your cycle because you're going through perimenopause or menopause, you can still use the, the moon phases so that figure out the different parts of the cycle and actually still cycle sync. So that might be a new term for you. I will dive a little bit more into that later on in a different episode. Cycle syncing is pretty much utilizing lifestyle techniques and nutrition to really help implement and um, get a better health and wellness by looking at the the various different phases of your cycle, which we are going to dive into today. This episode is really great for all women to really understand their bodies and also for any young women out there that are just starting to go through puberty and want to have a better understanding of your cycle. Unfortunately, I think a lot of schools are lacking this. We don't really talk too much about this. Um, Our healthcare systems don't really dive that much into it. We have to Look for other sources such as coaches like myself or the internet or whatever it may be to dive a little bit deeper into this topic. Um, I really wish that there was a lot more education about this and not just like, oh, yeah, you bleed for a couple of days and then it's done and over with. Um, or, you know, like, oh, yeah, if you have sex, you immediately end up getting pregnant, which is what I grew up hearing. I remember my dad when I was a kid pretty much was trying to do a scare tactic and was like, don't talk on the phone. You can get pregnant by talking on the phone with guys. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't think that's how it happens. <laughs> I don't believe that's how it happens. And there's a lot of young ladies out there that think that, you know, the moment that they have sex, that they're going to get pregnant. And sometimes it does happen. You know, sometimes you hear people who get pregnant the very first time, but it's not necessarily like at any point throughout the course of your cycle that you can get pregnant. It's really particular times in which you're the most fertile that you can actually get pregnant. So um, tracking your cycle, knowing how your body works is really, really beneficial so that you can either prevent pregnancy or to get pregnant for those ladies out there who want to get pregnant. Again, 
I really feel like this needs to be a lot of strong education around this topic so that we can really understand our bodies. Uh, my biggest frustration, and I was at a couple of events this past week, women's events, there's not a lot of information out there for women's health. And so I'm really happy that I have taken this up, this topic up and really trying to help educate people and get a better understanding of myself of how my body works because there's so much information out there for men's um, tailored health, but not really for women's health because there's not a lot of research out there. Um, I think that we need as women to start to really advocate a little bit more about our health and really sit there and say like, hey, I need to know what is going on with my bodies and not just take stuff of face value and be like, oh yeah, you're fine. Like if you really know what's going on with your body and really in tune on it and you know that something's not right, talk to your doctor about it and don't like just take like, oh yeah, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Like if you truly, truly, truly know, you keep on advocating and advocating and advocating so until you get down to the bottom line or you work with a holistic doctor who is really going to take a deeper dive or you work with someone like myself who really truly cares about your health and is listening to you and trying to figure out how can we make things better. So you probably heard me talk on episode 44 a little bit about my own hormonal health um, story and how I even um, got into everything. I, when I started my cycle, when I was at the age of 14, had a really extreme periods, and my um, periods lasted up to 10 days, very heavy a lot of crampiness, and I got on birth control pills to help regulate it, not realizing that in the long run, it was doing more damage than it was doing good. So um, I didn't feel like I had a lot of education about this. I didn't really learn about the phases of my cycle until more recently when my hormones started getting really out of whack and I did a deeper dive to figure out what was going on with me. And I'm very happy that I was able to find a lot of resources on it. So I wanted to be that resource for you. I wanted to give you this information so that you can better understand how your body actually works. So let's dive deeply into this and let's talk about those 28 days-ish, because it might not actually be 28 days, in which you are actually going through your own like particular moon phases. So let's talk about the phases of your cycle. The first phase is your menstrual phase or your noon moon phase. And this is considered week one, right? At this time, and when I say new moon, this is like the time in which you, if you aren't, aren't um, having a period, you can look at the calendar and see what phase of the moon is. So a lot of times women would bleed around a new moon. Now, if you're not a new moon bleeder, don't worry about this. This is just for reference. Um, and I can talk a little bit more about the phases of the moon in a different episodes for those who bleed during the new moon and ovulate during the full moon or vice versa. But for this episode, we're just going to talk about the new moon slash your menstrual phase or week one. At this time, your hormone levels start to decline to the lowest. And this is when you start your period. Your period is when your woman's body starts to release tissues that it does not need any longer. These tissues comes from your uterus. So every cycle, the uterus lining gets thicker to prepare for that fertilized egg to be embedded. If there is no egg that needs to be fertilized and that thick lining, it starts to release from your body as blood that comes out through your vagina, which you see as your period. These are days one to seven of your cycle, where day one is the first full flow of your period. If you do not have a reliable cycle to track, again, you can use the moon 
So the new moon will be considered your day one to the quarter moon, which is day seven. And at this time, you're building up the body with significant nutrients to lower the inflammation for crucial, is very crucial for this week. It's also a really great time to take it easy because at this time, you're going to be very, very tired. I want to dive a little bit deeper into this thing in regards to how your sex drive is. So sex drive during your menstrual cycle is can be a very personal decision. Some people feel icky and not sexy at all and just feel bloated and they don't want to be bothered. Um, while other people, um, right towards the end, you start to realize that you're feeling a little bit more frisky. And this is basically because it's giving your body a head start that it's time to start getting frisky towards the end of your cycle. So day one of your period at this time is when your hormones, estrogen and testosterone are at its lowest. But as your testosterone levels start to rise a couple of days into your cycle, you might also start to see that sex drive go up with it, making you horny and frisky and want to be um, involved with your partner. And again, so that's a personal decision on whether or not you want to be involved, um, sexually involved with your partner during this time. I will say that um, sex can actually help relieve any menstrual cramps that you're having because of orgasm release endorphins, which can really help combat any bad moods that you may be feeling. If you don't want to have sex, another thing that you can do is exercise because exercise also releases endorphins. So trying to do something to help reduce those cramps. There's a whole bunch of other things that you can do, but these are two simple techniques that you can try. Some of the ways in which your body is feeling. So you might start to feel really tired. You might have bloatiness. You might have breast tenderness. You might have some um, nausea. And you might find that you have some pain in the lower pelvic region, not just like um, not just your uterus, but sometimes closer to your vagina. And at this time, because of your low levels of estrogen, you can actually start to get some headaches. So if you experience those things, it's because your estrogen levels are decreasing. Your mood at this time, some people start off their cycles with residual mood swings that come from your PMS symptoms. Others can feel very tired or sluggish in the beginning of their periods, like your energy is just being completely like zapped out of you um, because at this time you are shedding the lining of your walls. And so all you want to do is just fall asleep or snuggle in bed or don't even want to freaking get out of bed because it's just like, oh, I can't even fathom to do that. So those times in which you want to wake up early, you're just like, mm-mm, nope not happening. You might also find that you're more empathetic at this time and able to connect with others a lot more, especially around days five or six of your cycle due to your lower levels of the hormone progesterone. The next one is the quarter moon or your follicular phase. And at this time, all your hormones are levels are low and they begin to rise in um, getting ready to start having your FSH or your follicular stimulating hormone and your LH ones are starting to rise. During the second half of your follicular phase, these estrogen levels also increase, which makes the uterine lining or your endometrium create a thicker lining to prepare for the coming egg. The increase in these estrogen levels also create more cervical fluid, 
which will increase the pH levels, thus improving the environment for the sperm and help them travel up the follicular fallopian tubes to find that egg. So this is, again, your follicular phase, or if you are not going through your um, cycles, you can look at the quarter moon. Again, these are days 7 to 14 of your cycle, or day 7 from the time of ovulation. If you don't have a reliable cycle to track, again, look at that moon for that quarter moon phase. It's a very powerful time of your cycle, so making this week is great for creating things, building something, starting improving your eating habits, become a new, starting a new fitness routine, taking steps to your goals that you have set out to do during your menstrual phase. So things that are going on with your body in regards to this is your body is your sex drive, right? Your body is starting to hurl you towards this ovulation. So of course, naturally, your libido is increasing. You probably, again, experience your libido increasing towards the end of your cycle, your period. And now it's increasing even more because you're getting ready to make a baby. Your body's like, it's time to make a baby. So during the week, your body is starting to have a lot of testosterone. It's going to be a very super fun time because you're like, mm, I'm feeling good. And you're out there seeking for that mate if you haven't found one already. Your body is also starting to come off of the sluggish period or that painfulness that you experienced the previous week. You're starting to feel a lot more energized and less sensitive to pain. Again, your cervical mucus is starting to change during this time. So that is the discharge that you are getting um, below. That's that um, you might be feeling it, especially if you are going to the bathroom and you're wiping yourself, you're starting to realize that now there is some kind of a slight discharge or especially if you are tracking your cervical fluid this is the time in which you are realizing that it's getting clearer, thinner, and more slippery, which makes it easy for the sperm to find its way up there and to survive longer once it does start to arrive. Your mood. So at this time, now that your period is over, you're feeling freaking fantastic. And you're no longer worrying about things. You don't have to worry about messing up your underwear. You don't have to worry about like the fact that you're not feeling tired any longer. This is leading you to actually having more perkiness, feeling super confident, excited to take on the world. You, however, have high estrogen can also lead to some anxiety attacks. So remember to also practice self-care at this time. Again, this is a great time to start some new things and really tap into this amazing energy that you're experiencing. After this, the next phase is your ovulation, or if you're tracking it with the moon, it's the full moon. Um, and again, this is the rise of your follicular stimulating hormone, or FSH, and your luteinizing hormone, your LH, which stimulates the follicles to release the egg. Testosterone begins to surge, and this is starting to cause your sexual desires um, to increase. Then it starts to drop around ovulation. It's during this process that the egg starts to travel down the fallopian tubes and they start to meet the sperm if it's, a, if it's there so that it can become fertilized. These are typically days 14 to 21 of your cycle. Or you can look at this as a time of ovulation to seven days later. So if you don't have a reliable menstrual cycle, again, to track, you can use the moon from the full moon to the quarter moon, so seven days after the full moon. Ovulation is a time in which we start to sense um, stability 
as our hormones start to even itself out. So instead of having those rises and falls, they become a lot more even. You're feeling very empowered by the actions that you made from the previous week. And we begin to start to get into the flow of this new routine that we have created. It's a great time to make some new to-do lists and to tackle all the things that you might have on that to-do list. In regards to your sex drive, significant research has found that your libido goes wild during this time of ovulation. This is due to the spike in your um, testosterone levels. You will feel a lot sexier. You might actually go out there and start buying sexier clothes because you're getting ready to ovulate. You also might notice that your voice gets a little bit higher during ovulation. Um, but also be aware that, however, by the end of this week, as I mentioned before, those progesterone levels will cause your libido to um, dip again. So you might have that bump up, but then it's going to go right back down. And in regards to your body, so you can um, find small little things that are changing in your body. Nothing super dramatic, um, but a little bit small things, especially if you are, you know, tracking in regards to figuring out if you are fertile or not. You might notice if you're taking your temperature that your body temperature goes increases from 0.4 to 1 degrees higher. Your cervical mucus starts to change in the way, it, it, the consistency of it. So it's actually starting to have more of a clear, slippery, stretchy quality, a lot like egg white. After ovulation, this discharge will get thick and start to become cloudy because this is the rise of the progesterone levels. You also might find that after you ovulate, you're starting to crave food. Um, you're starting to see a rise in your progesterone levels, which makes your body feel a little bit sluggish or sedated. And your mood. So again, after you ovulate, you're starting to feel a little bit more of that mental sluggishness or a little bit of irritability. And that's because of those progesterone levels are rising as your testosterone and estrogen levels start to drop again. This is sometimes called the pre-PMS because some folks get a little bit of sort of like the mini PMF symptoms that last only for a few days prior to you actually having PMS. And then talking about PMS, the next phase is your luteal phase or last quarter moon. And this is the phase after your ovulation and before you start to have your period. Uh, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone levels reach the lowest levels right before the menstrual cycle begins. This phase ends when the period or administration begins. Estrogen thickens the uterine lining and progesterone keeps the uterine lining in place in anticipation for that fertilized embryo. So if the egg is not fertilized, the corpus luteum stops producing progesterone approximately 12 to 16 days later, and your temperature drops below um, the cover line again. So if you are tracking all your stuff, you have, you kind of understand what I mean by the cover line. That's to figure out where your temperature levels are when you are seeing those spikes like we talked about before. When your ovulation now is starting to drop below those. So this part is days 21 to 28 day of your cycle. If you do not have a reliable menstrual cycle, as we talked about before, you can go and look at the last quarter moon to the new moon or seven days later. Your hormonal levels begin to shift and wind down. This week, this is the time when we are metabolizing and removing toxins and unnecessary hormones from our body. You might start to see an increase of um, bowel movements during this time as we are detoxing buying our body as one way that we get out any excess hormones, maybe dealing with some people have constipation at this time, but you also might see an increase of 
bowel movements or a little bit of diarrhea at this time. So give yourself, um, this is a time that's great to slow down mentally and physically to prepare for your menstrual cycle. So give yourself some little bit of grace and compassion. You're going to crave um, things. Your emotions tend to be high at this time. Sometimes these cravings can start to be more like chocolate cravings, meaning that you need a lot more magnesium or have a food sensitivity like salty chips covered in um, oil can also cause a lot of inflammation. So be very cautious about what it is that you are consuming during this time. Again, this is consider your week four your, or your PMS time too. So another way of looking at it. And this is the time because we are going through um, your PMS-ish time, your sex drive is actually going to get revved up again during this final four weeks. So it's like we got this roller coaster when it comes to our sex drive if we're having more regulated our hormones. Research says that your body gets ready for menstruation, so those nerve endings in your vagina and your vulva are stimulated, causing um, some stirrings down below. Your body, your body is starting to go through some of those PMS symptoms, so you are going to see things like cramps, bloating, breast tenderness, getting tired, headaches, migraines, acne flare-ups. That's when you're like, oh my gosh, the stupid acne is coming up. You know, so try not to plan any special events during that time if you're tracking, like. To say no to some special events or know that you might have to have some concealer on hand if you're going out. Diarrhea, again, or constipation is going to be increasing because your body's going through that process of detoxification. Insomnia and, again, mood, uh, food cravings are happening. Your mood at this time, especially if you are dealing with some PMS mood swings, they can be anger, irritability, depression, oversensitivity, anxiety self-hatred, negative thoughts going through your head, nervousness, lots of crying for no apparent reason. This is happening because of the low levels of estrogen, which causes lower levels of serotonin, which is that feel-good hormone, and higher levels of stress chemicals. So this is the reason why your body is going absolutely wacko. All right. So I hope that this shed a lot of light when it comes to your cycle. At the end of the day, it's very important to start to track these things, to start to see how your body is feeling, um, realizing that just like the moon, your body is changing, it's waxing and waning, just like the phases of the moon. Um, so give yourself some grace, you know, really start to have some self-care techniques in it so that you're feeling good, having that support of your community nearby, having your best friends come over or your significant other come over, give you heating pads, some dark chocolates here and there, um, you know, knowing when to be frisky, knowing when to use protection if you're not trying to get pregnant or when was the best time to actually be sexually active so that you can get pregnant. It's very important and very empowering to know what is going on with your body. If you have any questions or you're like, you know what, I, <laughs> I honestly don't know um, if my body, my body, my cycle is like really, really wacko. Like I'm having longer periods. I'm having really extreme symptoms or anything like that. Head on over to my website, check it out. Um, there's a really nice quiz there. And you can also book a free consultation with me to really get to the bottom line of how we can manage your um, 28 day phases and how we can get you to better understand it, finding really great techniques to help make this 
each phase a little bit easier, especially to reduce things like the PMS symptoms, if that's what you're going through, because trust and believe, I went through it. It's not fun, but I got control over it. And that's what it really kind of comes down to is how to manage things so that it's not completely wiped out and doesn't feel horrible. And you can really, you know, have a better understanding how your body works. So again, I hope that you found this information super, super helpful. And I will see you again next week for another episode. Stay tuned because next week we're actually talking about PCOS for the ladies out there. I have an awesome doctor from California that I interviewed earlier on and I wanted to share that interview with you. So he talks about PCOS symptoms and how to treat PCOS naturally. So if you or someone you know is battling with PCOS, please stay tuned to next week's episode. You are not going to want to miss it. All right, you guys, bye for now. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you go, I want to remind you that we have another retreat coming up in this September, Shakti Rising, September 27th to the 29th. Ladies, if you are feeling overwhelmed, overloaded, just feel like your brain is about to explode, your kids are about to get out of school soon, and you can't wait till the day they go back to school because you know this summer is going to be jam-packed with a whole bunch of activities. People are nagging you all the time, parties, graduations. Father's Day, all these things are coming up and you are just already feeling overwhelmed. Anxiety is on the rise. Give yourself some reprieve, please. Give back to yourself. Once you send the kids back to school, you deserve a relaxation. Because too many times we think about summertime as vacations, but a lot of times those summertime vacations are surrounded by our friends and our family members or, you know, having our kids around. So it's really not a vacation for you, right? It's kind of like more like a worky type situation. So definitely give back to yourself this fall when you send the kids back to school, spend three days with me and some awesome facilitators, yogis, shaman, medicine women, healers of all around the world, and really give back to yourself because ladies, you deserve it. So check out the link in the description box below. See the full schedule of everything that's going to be happening. You are not going to want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. And tell your friends about it because it's a lot more fun when you experience this amazing retreat with some of your closest girlfriends. It will bring you guys even closer together. All right, so I'll see you guys next time. And I'm hoping to meet you in person in this September. If anything, just come out and see me. I want to just give you a personal hug for being a dedicated podcast listener, you know, 50 something shows and running. We are doing amazing, you guys. We're really doing amazing. So just show up and come out so I can give you a massive hug. I would love to see you ladies in person. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into the Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.